now we can record. Oh, wow. Didn't that. do a goddamn thing different. Wow. Anyway, now we're on the live show, and we're that doing... That is so pink, that background. We're doing back... We're doing... Jesus. We're doing B-Movie Battle, Nick Cage cast, and unfortunately, we have this. Yeah. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the B-Movie battle sanctioned by the government of Wonderland. Swear words of class 4 and lower have been authorized for use during the show. All other swear words are restricted. Wonderland officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the show and shall not be harmed. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for one continuous hour. Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the review concludes. Blessed be our Wonderland leaders in America, a nation reborn. B-Movie Battle is now in effect. Welcome to B-Movie Battle, episode 60, Nick Cage cast, episode 38. He allegedly did a lot of cocaine at or around this time. That's not fair. I did not do that much. He could be like Macaulay Culkin, who's never done drugs in his life. No, I heard Macaulay Culkin went as a legendary heroin addict. No, that's all. Macaulay Culkin has talked about this. We've seen him speak on on, uh, Red Letter Media. The dude is, you can tell he's not a drug addict and never was. No, no, yeah, he's pretty good. (laughs) But he seems pretty he good. just had a phase there where he looked like he did. He was very skinny. He's a very yeah. skinny man. And he had some weirdo friends like Max Landis. But anyway, be really bad. Max is okay. In well, I mean, no, Until, but time's up, Max. I I didn't oh. have a problem when I had my encounters with him. Um, um, to me. See, this background doesn't work. So I have to go to the pink one. No, he happy with this one. So well, like you know, whatever. Fuck well, you! Hey, the two colors of B-Movie Battle are pink and yellow, so this fits. Just just like the blood that comes out of your nose after you do a hit of cocaine, it was bad. Pink and yellow? Well, it's, it's not a good mix. <laughs> oh, okay. It's pussy and... Hey, yeah, I can see that being pink. That makes sense. Fentanyl, that holds up. It's a fentanyl, fentanyl-laced cocaine, which kills you immediately. It killed like six comedians a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was crazy. Kate Quigley. She survived. She survived. But I wonder if she's going to be like, I'll never do cocaine again. Cause I would hope so. You probably shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. I think everyone that does cocaine should probably stop now because the drug lord, like the, the, the guys that make you know drugs, they don't care if you live or die. They really don't. They, they would like so you to survive, but if you don't. There's like 50 others that will take your place, so they don't care. Yeah. So, you know, don't, don't use their product. Well, and the problem is... The, even if it's like the cartel, they're not cutting their shit. It's the people who, it, the lower yeah. it gets on the chain because it goes through like 10 people's hands by the time you get it. Any one of them could have fucked with it. This tastes like detergent. <laughs> Tide Pod Coke. No. All right. So we watched. <sighs> Valley Girl. I want some Coke for this because we watched Valley Girl from 1983. You know, honestly, I didn't hate it. I actually kind of liked it. And I watched Valley Girl from 2020. Now, that I did not watch. Now. I, I can only go so far. You were, giving, you were giving government clearance to skip the 2021 for some reason. I was not. Um, it's your show. I I've been trying to watch this for a week now. And every time really? I start it, she, the little girl comes in the room. I have to pause it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the original Valley Girl? Yes, because it's rated R. And there's a lot of titties yeah. and swearing and yeah, stuff. Yeah, there are. I was shocked. I was kind of like, I don't remember this having that much nudity. This one, the 2020 version, no nudity. no nudity, rated PG. And they say a lot of swear words, and there's no nudity, obviously, but I was like, how is this not PG-13 at least? Like, th- that's why that exists, because they swear they a bunch. They don't say fuck, though, do they? No. So there you go. That's but they say, like, bitch and, and fucking cunt, whore, slut. No. You fucking cunt. I'm going to cunt you. In the... No, they don't say that. But No, if they said but, that, it would no, be No, but they, they did swear a lot. And it was like, 
it's well, weird it's that it's like PG. A, it's like '80s PG, you know. Well, it's like it's like a cable channel PG because you know how like all those uh, those awful like AMC. Ryan Murphy shows they always like oh yeah they FX. say shit like a thousand times because they can like shit. This is shit. Did you get the shit in the shit? I remember FX became FXX, and they're yes. like, "We're gonna say fuck." Now they can. And I was watching. After. And I was watching. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. And I was. I remember the first time I saw heard the fuck word on that on that channel. I'm sitting there, and they're talking about like normal stuff that they do in the show, where it's like uh, they're talking about the jumper on top of patties and talking. Dennis is like, he could tell he he wants talk about uh, eating out ass. He's like, she's thinking it's a one-time thing, and he's like, eh, this is a thing, like, from now on. And D is like, you can see that in someone's eyes? And then it cuts to Mac, and he's like, or, or Dennis, and he goes, well, all right, what did we learn from this whole thing? And and cuts to Mac, and he goes, that D's a dirty fucking slut. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> it's caught me off guard, because I've been watching the show for, like, 15 years, and suddenly they're throwing the fuck word around. Yeah. And now American Horror Story is saying fuck, and... The nudity is still non-existent, and it makes you wonder what our what our morals are here in this country, because I don't understand it. We don't have any anymore. You think so, but you can do whatever you want. You show a titty, you're fucking, your show's done. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, Walking Dead is like people stomping on heads and blowing well, up brains. Yeah, violence is okay in this country. You show a, a, a nipple, and you're like, you fall, oh my god! FCC, holy shit! You're going Pornography. We're like, going we're still stuck in 1950. Yeah. I don't care if she walks in and it's like couple, like, you know, making you know, making love in quotes. Like, there's not, they're not showing, like, she's not bouncing on his dick or anything. But you know what I mean? Like, a tasteful ro- sex scene. I don't care. She's four. She either doesn't know what's going on or she needs to get used to that because that's what she's going to see the rest of her life. I don't care about that. But in the, the beginning of this movie, Valley Girl... Michael Bowen, who's a good 10 years older than everyone else in this movie, has that one girl on the bed, and he starts flapping on her titties. He's like, ah. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, he's he's such a a scumbag in the movie. He's awful. I hated him. I'm so glad she got with Nick Cage. I will go back and forth, because I have unfortunately now seen both of them. What's the point of remaking Valley Girl if you're not going to go full on with it? I don't know. This is... Clueless for the '80s crowd. Yes, which the '80s had a lot more, like because of Porky's in the '70s. It had a lot more of that Porky's atmosphere to it, where they weren't yeah. shying away from nudity and swearing. Nick Cage says "fuck" seventy-five thousand times in this movie. He does. He has one scene where he says it like fifteen times back to back. Fuck this! Oh, you fuck your friends. Fuck you. Fuck, fuck like you. totally. Fuck you. Fuck you know, I don't need this. Like, fuck you, whatever. Totally, like, whatever. Yeah, fuck you. And actually, you know, honestly, Nick Cage is a movie star. He's solid movie, in this movie. He's really good. Like, you really like him. And this is he's his first guy. His first yeah. leading role. His second yeah. movie overall. He's good. Like, you can you can see, like, oh, I can see this guy being in movies and being a star and actor and everything because he's got that quality. He is. He's good. He does. Um, and everyone else in this movie was pretty good. I hate that friend, though. I hate her best friend. That bitch. Whatever that girl. The girl that had the mom, they're in constant competition with each other. And the mom tries to fuck the 17-year-old, and then the, the daughter fucks him instead. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The in one with the... In her mom's bed. Yeah. They didn't go... My main problem with Valley Girl 83, none of it goes anywhere. It no. feels like there's no stakes. It just drifts along until well, it's, it's over. It's just about if you're a valley girl, you're going to be in a valley world, in your Barbie world. Ooh, ee, ah, ah, ah. It's fantastic. Uh, a whole world fantastic. made of plastic. Yes, I think that's what it is. Because Nick Cage is the guy from the other side of the tracks. He's not valley quality. And she's supposed to be with the guy that's the Valley quality, like the, he's the you know it's like Romeo and Juliet, literally. Michael Bowen, Valley Valley. Who's Michael th- Bowen's an asshole? Who's thirty here? Michael Bowen. Why is it sound familiar? What else was he in? He's in a bunch of he's stuff. He's in a ton he? of Tarantino movies and stuff. 
That's who that is. Yeah, yes. he, he plays. Okay, uh, yeah. he, I think he plays a uh, little Michael He's... Parks Jr. in a couple things with with a uh, with Tarantino. Oh, I feel I like know. I feel like he's Michael Park's son in a couple of his movies. Is he is he the one that says I'm Buck? I'm here to fuck. Yeah, that's Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's right. That's, that's why Parks. he seemed familiar. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was Bradley Whitford when I first saw him because you know that he's clearly young, and I thought I was like, is that Bradley Whitford? And I look up, I'm like, yeah. oh, it's Michael. Okay, it's Michael Bowen. Yeah, let's see what else Michael Bowen was in during this period. Um, I don't know, but okay, let's start at the very beginning and. We'll just go through the plot of this movie, and I'll inter- intertwine with this bullshit right here, if I may. Yes, um, please. The beginning of the movie. I want to hear about it. They okay. What's the first scene of the movie? I don't fucking remember. They're because I like I said I've been having to watch this over like four or five days. I started on Thursday. Today's Sunday. I just finished watching it this morning at nine in, nine in the morning. My God. It begins. Uh, let's just say it begins. Um, with them on a beach, and they're like, "That guy's cute over there," and then they're like, "Oh, this guy's oh, he's so gross," and then it's like, "Oh, that hot guy over there," and they show Nick Cage coming out of the ocean. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, Nick Cage, come he's on, it's Nick Cage." Yeah, he's got one one of his two prior credits to this wasn't was a oh I dropped it to this was a TV show he did called The Best of Times with um what's his fucking name from Back to the Future. The dad? Eric Stoltz? No. Oh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. They did like a yes. TV show and there's like one episode. And Nick Cage is working out on the beach and he's a hot dude. But um, yeah, in this, he, uh, he's, he's a punk. But he always looks like he's... Uh, he, he never looks like a punk. Mm. He looks like a mod more than anything. And the music they listen to is like mod music. It's not right. punk at all. It's like so watered down punk. And if you're going to do a rated R movie, why not go all the fucking way and just have him be a punk? He's the most pussy punk I've ever seen in my fucking life. Um, but they they overhear them talking about a party. The the friend does. The weirdo friend hears them talking about a party and they find the address. He, and they He's the, the Robert Downey Jr. before Robert Downey Jr. of the 80s. Yes. He's like that, that the, the best friend character that's kind of off. Yeah, something's going on with him. Uh, he's a little weird. He's way more obnoxious in this version. Oh, I bet. Oh, we'll talk about that. Um, but yeah, the, the, they go to the party, and then that's it, f- as far as that goes. They show up at the party later on. Um, there's a whole thing where Michael Bowen... They just broke up. Okay, well, well let me pause here, because... The first movie, the original movie, does a good job of setting up the fact that she broke up with him. They're no longer dating. She's trying to talk to him, and he's like clearly brushing her off. He's like, oh, let's talk to this guy. And As he, if. And he takes the friend upstairs, and he tries to fuck her. They don't fuck, but they, they start heavy petting, if you will, and he starts licking her titties. Well, he does. Yes, he does. And then he's like, all right, we got to go downstairs. And she's like, what What happened? Are we going steady? He's like, no, no, no. I think you're pretty shitty. You did this to your best friend. Yeah. You took advantage of me. I was just trying to, you know, I was, I was heartbroken. And I he, like I like his style. He turns around on her, which is great mind manipulation. Great. Oh, yeah. Fantastic stuff. Absolutely. And then he goes downstairs, and Nick Cage and her, Julie, are, are not, they're, they're talking, and they clearly have a connection. They talked a little bit on the beach before. And it's pretty tame. Is this where I should pause and talk about the beginning of this movie? Yes. Okay. I, I, do, I know nothing of Valley Girl 2019. 2020. Oh, Christ. This was in limbo for three years. This was shot Ooh. three years ago. Because oh. you know who plays Tommy in this version? No. Jake Logan? Jake Logan. One of those YouTube dudes? Logan Jake? Am I saying his name backward? I don't even fucking know oh, these I guys. Know. Oh, I have, uh, oh. You know those two boxer dudes that want to be boxers now? No. There's I like, am totally... There's like Any kind of YouTube personality, for, forget it. I'm out of loop on that. I'll never be a part of that. I, that's where I'm struggling, too. It's one of those guys... Um, oh, oh, I can look at the back. Um, I think it's Logan Paul. Logan Paul. 
Yeah. Is the boyfriend. He plays Tommy in this movie. And he got I've into some... I've heard of him. I don't know what he did. I think there's some weird racial shit that was going on at some point. Uh, you know so the movie they, got put on hold. Can. It was supposed to get released in theaters. It never did. They said, fuck it, we'll do VOD. I'm looking it up. Logan Paul. Because this is what the internet's for. Okay. Here's where we get down into oh, the... Oh, he's a boxer. Yeah. That's what I was saying. He, he started boxing. I, I can't remember if him or his brother or the one uh, just beat... Tyson Woodley from the USC in boxing. I think it was him. And he said, I'm the greatest prize fighter ever. Yes, I think that was him. I was like, dude, you had one fight. Yeah. You cocky fuck. Well, it's just like, um, yeah, it's just like that scene from Out of Sight where uh, where uh, Don Cheadle is the, is a prize fighter, but he take, they call him, what, Fall Williams or something? Cause he always takes a fall in the third round because he always cheats on himself. So like the guy that beat him is like talking about how how he's like the tough shit and he's he's bragging about a thrown fight, and then Don Cheadle shanks him in prison and kills him. I, I need to see that movie again. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I got the book. Yeah, I don't think I have the book. I, I haven't read I ha- it, but I, I got have, it. I have uh, Get Shorty. Oh, do you have a uh, Be Cool? I do not have Be Cool, nor will I ever have Be Cool. I've never seen that movie. It looks fucking I've, terrible. Yeah, I've never seen it. I what a weird no sequel. No interest. No interest. Um, okay, so here's where the differences start. Let me let me fast forward here if I could. Okay, so the girl gets home from a breakup or something like that. She goes inside. Her mom greets her. Her mom is played by Alicia Silverstone. And I'm like, oh, no. Because we already got a movie that's very close to Clueless. And Alicia Silverstone comes in and goes, Oh, I'm sorry he broke your heart. Let me tell you a story. It was the early 80s. And I'm like, so you're like fucking six? Alicia, you're not that old, Alicia. <laughs> she's, you know, she's like 20, I think, in Clueless. Or maybe even younger. So in 83, 12 years prior, fucking just out of diapers a couple years ago. How old is Alicia Silverstone? I'm going to look that up. Oh, she's got to be in her 40s. Yeah, but... So, in 83, though... Like, she's playing someone way fucking... Younger than... Oh, where the fuck is she? Why is she not in the main cast? Is Lisa Silverstone in this movie? Yeah. Lisa Silverstone plays the mom who's telling the story of the 80s. Oh, no. Really? Ew. And it's set in 83. Lisa Silverstone's born in... 76. So, she's 7... She she looks great still. She's telling the story, and I'm, she has like three wrinkles, and I'm like, you look fantastic, Alicia Silverstone. Why are you pretending like you're 50-something? Mm. I, I don't get the casting on this at all. Other than Clueless, therefore we'll have her. I don't... Uh... Right, yeah. Whatever, okay. She tells a story. It, it cuts back to the 80s, and Alicia Silverstone is this girl as a young girl. She's the girl from um, Happy Death Day. Who I like. I like her a lot. Oh, she's good, yeah. Yeah, she's really good in those movies. And she's good in this. I had no complaints about her at all. Uh, What's her name? Jessica Roth? So, Valley Girl takes place in the 80s? Yeah, so it's the same year that the original was. Are you kidding me? But, here's where it differs. She goes, here, I'm going to tell you this story. And it was back then, I was a Valley Girl, and I'll tell you this guy I met. She's trying to relate to her daughter. And she's like, and they introduce the girl, and she's walking around the mall. And they're all like fucking singing a song. And they're all like on a fountain dancing and singing. And I'm like, no, no, it's a musical. Is it a musical? <laughs> yes. And they introduce Randy's character and he's singing a, like, don't give a shit about my, whatever, you know, don't, no. my reputation. And it's got oh. May, May Whitman is, is one of the friends is the, is, oh, and May Whitman is my age. She's like a year or two younger than me. And she's playing a teenager. May, May Whitman from Parenthood? Yes, from Parenthood. And and um, uh, Arrested Development? Yes. So it's Who? May... Who is she? She plays... Okay, so Randy in this movie is a lead singer of a band. May Whitman oh. is on bass. And there's a and the, and the one punk friend that's in the oh. original is the, is the drummer in the band. And he's got like those oh. spikes going out. Like the... Lars Fredrickson oh, from Rancid. And at uh, least he looked punk back in the day, you know? 
But they're all singing their fucking songs. I'll play a clip here if I can find no. it. No. No, you got to <laughs> hear how bad this God, is. God, no. It is it is oh, so dumb. Awful. So it's a musical. It's a Ew. fucking musical. Oh, why? Oh. Was that is Valley Girl a Broadway show? I don't know, but it felt like that. All but right, but look who released this. Can you tell from the first three seconds of the movie? Look who released this. Orion? Oh, fucking... I did the same thing. When, when it turned out, I was like, Orion? still around? That's exactly what I said. I thought they were out of business. But look at Lee Silverstone. She looks great. Every night. Wow. She's wearing a Bowie shirt. Yeah. And then she tells a story, and then it cuts back to the mall. And... Oh, no! Okay. And then it cuts to Randy and his Ew. his bullshit. And this girl. Um, so, yeah, there's Logan Paul. Or Jake, whatever the fuck his name is. Where is he? Um, all over the place, sorry. Oh, here's... We never left the valley. Oh, we barely God, it was left a the musical mall. Yes. That's oh. There you go. I don't give a damn about my reputation. May Whitman, oh, who's no. 35 here, <laughs> literally 35 or so, or so, like within a year or two, playing a teenager. Do I look like I could show up and be in a high school movie? In this day and age, yes. <laughs> so that's the movie oh, we're looking at. Oh my God, it's awful. Ugh. Guess what? This made less money than Sizzix Road. I don't blame Box it. Box office, $7,671. And the further we get along, at the end, I'll kind of compare them overall. But after this, what happens to Valley Girl after they meet at that party? Oh, he comes back and he whisks her away after from he gets the party. Punched in the face have- by Michael Bowen. Yeah, Michael Bone beats him up and he goes back and it's a funny scene because um, Nick Cage is hiding in the bathroom because he thinks eventually the Valley Girl's going to be in the bathroom during the, the course of the party. And it takes like five people to cycle through before she gets in there. He goes, hey, I want to take you out of here with my friend. No, he shows up like... Dra- like... Yeah, he's fucked up. <laughs> I'm going to take you to Hollywood. <laughs> He's doing this vampire thing. She's just like, hey, what are you doing? Come oh, on. oh, my God. You're like and, totally crazy. Instead of, what, what the fuck? <laughs> like, instead of like stabbing him yeah. with the hot iron, curling iron. Yeah, stuff. something. Anything in that oh room. Oh, my God. <laughs> anything. Who the fuck are you? But I love what he witnesses when he's in the bathroom, when he's in the yeah. shower. It's like a guy sucking on a titty, and she's like, hey, stop. Let's get out of here. And then it's like two girls doing coke and talking about boys. Yeah. And then it's someone, some, like three dudes is taking shits. <laughs> <laughs> and finally oh, she man, comes in and does her makeup. You, bro. He doesn't watch her shit. He just, she yeah. comes in and starts doing her makeup. Yeah, she's doing her, she's putting her face on. <laughs> yeah. Because she wants Michael Bone to suffer because she wants him to suffer for breaking up with him. That's what girls do, you know. It's a scene that if you, out of context for this movie, real creepy. A little bit, a little bit. He's hiding in the bathroom, in the shower stall, watching people shit. But he's oh so charming. <laughs> yeah. But he snuck he's back so in because good. because uh, Michael Bowen knocked him out, and then they got kicked yeah. out of the party. He They and go they, back to Hollywood. He's like, no, fuck this. We got to go back. Well, what's funny, though, this is actually kind of a neat um, like time capsule of Hollywood during the eight, like late early 80s because, man, they show... All the all the signs, all the restaurants that used to be there. Now, I mean, they're all gone now. Oh yeah, everything in that movie is pretty much gone, except the fact that they do show a bar where they he takes her at the end of that scene. He takes her and a friend to the to the punk club, the Roxy. No, it's um at that time it was it used to be something like Filthy McNasties, and then it became the something the what at the Rainbow Room. No, and then it became, as I watched in the in the featurette for this movie on the DVD, where Nick Cage goes, and then my friend Johnny Depp bought this place, 
Oh, Viper so, room. So it's the Viper room. Yeah, okay. But okay. they're sitting, doing the interview in the Viper room, in the, in the featurette on the DVD. Well, that's cool. That's kind of yeah. neat. Yeah. So that's what that club was back then. It looked exactly the same as it does now. Well, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's you know. It, that club's it's, never been great. It, it's No, it's, it's killed too many young actors. Yeah. Yeah. It's, the place is lousy with Phoenixes. I can't go there because Phoenixes go there to die. So I can't go there. Exactly. <laughs> Joaquin barely got out alive. He got sliced. He got sliced. <laughs> by the same guy that sliced Tina Fey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Stacy yeah, Keach decades prior. Yeah, same guy, <laughs> swear to God. And Nick He's Cage right here. Nick Cage, yeah. And then James Caan over here. Somebody came and they, they cut my face, man. I understand it. I showed her uh, The Way of the Gun last night. Oh. I was I was like, if you hate this movie, we're done. I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> You're just looking at her the whole time? But she was enjoying it the whole way through. and then well, That's we're, good. We're like, afterwards, like an hour after, she's like, that was a weird movie. And I'm like watching her process it. And I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna push anything. I'm gonna let you. Well, uh, she's not wrong. Let you soak in these it's, juices. It's different. It's yeah. not a, weird. Is the first adjective. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's different. Weird. Weird is a John Waters movie. Yeah. Where the gun is is different. Like I would say, different, not weird. Yeah, I, I was like, it took me a f- the first time I watched it. I was like, what was that? Yeah. Because it's not like I, because I watched Usual Suspects before I watched Way of the Gun, obviously. So I'm expecting right. that. And I'm like, this is not yeah. that. No. This is different. It's got comedy involved, like way more than Usual Suspects. And I'm like, second time around, I was like, okay, that's what we're doing. It's doing a whole yeah. different thing, but still along the same lines. Then I realized really? it was just uh, the way I phrased the movie is nonverbal cues are the movie. Yes. It's just people like Benicio del Toro and Ryan Phillippe going, and then the guy goes, and that they don't ever talk to each other. And yeah. in the second half of the movie, we counted. I think they talk to each other twice. They have two little quick lines of dialogue, and that's it. Yeah. And do you think they die at the end? I mean, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't think they do, but should Chris McQuarrie do a sequel to this movie twenty years later? I would fucking love that, but it wouldn't make any that sense. That would be interesting. I think because Benicio would do it. Ryan Phillippe looks the same. Maybe Big Sky was a sequel to the character, and he just gets Maybe. his head blown off in the first yeah. episode. There you go. That show well, just I... fell apart episode by episode. Oh, it just got worse and worse. By huh? the time I finished season one, it was 16 episodes. We're like, okay. It's just, just, like, it's just Yellowstone. Just like Valley Girl the Musical, just fell apart moment to moment. No, that was very much in your face in the beginning. I was like, okay, I'm already disconnected. So ah, I was on board awful. with the rest of the way going, okay, this is fine. Like this, oh, they're singing again. Oh, no. Ugh, that's so okay. gross. You're right. Let's get back to these. Um, <laughs> of course. They go to the punk show. Yada, yada, yada. Gets her home late the next night. Her dad and mom are supposed to be like laid back hippies. And Which, I know you love the mom, Colleen Camp. Oh, yes. No, this is when she was in her heyday of beauty. Not anymore, but her dad is Frederick Forrest, who's an awesome character actor. So, Frederick Forrest now. and Colin Camp are in Apocalypse Now. Both yes. of them. And I was thinking, because I always do that thing where it's like, oh, I, I think this is a sequel to Apocalypse Now, only Frederick Forrest didn't get his head cut off by Kurtz. He lived, he kept making got food. married to that Playboy bunny, and they had a daughter. And they were dealing with his PTSD. That's why he had an issue. He's still a cook in yes. Valley Girl. Yes, exactly. He plays a chef again. He's still, it's a continuation. Dad a health food store. <laughs> yeah. That's what I kept thinking about. I saw that. Your dad owns a health food store. That's a callback to our anthology episode for Tales from the Crypt Keeper. Tales from the Crypt. The car. I think that might be my first episode. Yeah. Crypt Keeper one. That was, yeah. That was a long time ago. Dad owns a, yeah, that big doofy. Doofus. The doofy dummy. Pull your dad up to health food store. That was the one takeaway from the whole episode. That's the one takeaway from the whole series so far. It's the only thing I fucking remember. Pretty much. Yes. Uh, they get her home late. Her hippie parents try to try to relate to her. And that's kind of where they try to tie it in. Where at least the Silverstone's like, oh, I'm not judging you. Just like, tell me what happened. Because the opening scene is she calls her from a party. And she's like, I need a ride. She's like, I thought you were at the movies. 
Which is the same thing that happens in this, where she says she's a Star Wars. But it's just kind of oh. like the same story, just kind of a little bit out of order. I missed that part. But it was a, uh, it was it was fine. And then she starts telling the story, and they start singing. And then they they even cut back to the daughter, kind of like a Princess oh. Bride, where little Fred Savage is. <laughs> but she goes, "Wait, why are you singing?" She's like, "This is how I remember it." And I. That joke kind of worked because I was like, "All right, they're yeah doing what they're doing. It's fine. It's different." I didn't mind the fact that they're doing musical. I, I minded the fact that they forced it in there with nostalgia. That's the part. Like they, they all talk about prom and, and the eighties, and they're all wearing the fashion. And it's like I didn't get that from this. It was just the eighties. They weren't focused. Like not everyone's wearing the same clothes, and you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. Like. 2020 version of the 80s is all blown the fuck out like everyone's like no that's not reality that's the nostalgic view of it but it's just not reality and that's the part i didn't like about the the remake right but story-wise it's very it's similar while being different and i give it credit for that well all, all the all the imdb ratings one star two star one star really do yourself a favor and watch the original movie uh Logan Paul is in it. Enough said. <laughs> I'm trying to see the trivia here. Oh, I didn't watch it. Uh, oh, all the all the girls are in it. Yeah. Several of the Valley girls from the original movie make cameo appearances. Uh, the girl in the beginning that Tommy tries to borderline rape. Uh, she yes. plays one of the moms. Ah. Uh, the original Julie plays a character i forget what she was but she shows up and i was like hey it's julie <laughs> and then someone else i don't remember but yeah they all show up i thought is it weird that i thought the hottest woman in this entire original movie was the mom that was trying to bang the teenager oh no you're right she was hot she was something yeah and all the teenagers were like actually close to being teenagers here like nick cage was like they shot this in like 81 or 82. And he says he, right. he says in the commentary or that little feature I watched that he was 17. But so they're all 20, you know, 19, 20, 21. And still that the hottest one in the movie was that mom. Yeah. Maybe that just shows my age. I don't know. <laughs> nah, it's something about the dirty milf. Well, watching like fucking 17 year olds. I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch this knowing. Yeah, but they're not 17 though. No. And like in reality, like if you think about it, you're like, oh, okay. Especially in the original Valley Girl, they're probably all 29, 30, and they're all in no, coke. That's what I was saying. The original one, 20, 21 at, at most. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. This one, this is one definitely something I want to talk about. Jessica Roth was 31 when she shot this, 33 when it came out. Ooh. Logan Paul, I have no fucking idea. Um, the other cast members are all like in their mid to late 30s. Yeah. There's a guy who shows up and tries to befriend another girl who looks like he's 45. Let me see if it's I can just, find him. It is embarrassing. Like I'm going to bring a Simpsons reference. It's just like the Monorail episode where he's hot, he's young, he's 38 years old. Please <laughs> welcome. He smiles, he's all got the, the wrinkles. Randall Park shows up. Oh, God, no. Yeah, there's a lot of people in this movie we'll, we'll get to. Well, this but, was supposed to be a big movie. Broadcast and live. They, they're going to broadcast a prom on K-Rock. He, Logan Paul takes her into a room, and he asks her out like this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Jules? <laughs> Me, you. He looks like Bowen. He looks, he looks like, like... He looks I, just like him. I think he looks like uh, the Cullen dad. What's his name? Uh, Michael... Uh, he looks like a mixture of Owen Wilson and Michael Bowen. Peter Fasanelli? Is that his name? Oh my god. At the time the movie was released, Mae Whitman was already playing the mother of a teenager on her show Good yeah. Girls. Yeah. She's oh my, my age. God. She's like a year yeah. or two younger than me. Yeah. That's so silly. here's the Nick Cage oh. surrogate. Yeah. I'm, I mean. This Ugh. guy. Dude, does he have, like, skin issues? Oh, it's a tattoo. I thought that was, like, he had, uh, but look who, he had who, uh, rhinoceros skin. Look who Julie's parents are. 
Of course it of, is. I, when I saw her name in the credits, I go, of course she's in it. Why yeah. wouldn't she be? And then I get embarrassed when I saw her dad. I was like, oh, I love him. Great. I, in certain... Oh, my God. Experimenting is fun. Mom. It's exciting. Oh, ladies. Oh my God. Look at what I got. Look at, look at this new technology. Look how sleek it is. Oh, that guy, yeah. Rob Hubel. Yeah. I was like, Rob Hubel's great. And later on in the movie, Tom Lennon shows up. Well, Tom Lennon will do anything. I know, but it has a like Randall Park and those two, Tom Lennon. And it's just like kept adding up. And I'm like, oh, why are they all wasting their time doing this? Because this, I bet you they thought this was going to be a big movie. Because musicals oh, in oh. 2018 were, I guess, big. But all of them had failed. So I don't know what they were thinking. I, I think they're looking like, oh, it'll be another La La Land. Here's the guy. Man. That wasn't even that big of a hit. Who's I mean, supposed okay. to be a teenager, and he looks like he's 45 in his face. Watch. He looks old, yeah. Hey, leave. <laughs> hey Casper. Hey. Oh, are you Elliot from E.T.? I am. I love that movie. It's like watching one ha- Wet Hot American Summer, where they're all in their yeah. 40s, and they're playing that's the 12-year-olds, and that's the fucking that, joke of that movie. That's the joke, yeah. That's what makes it funny. Well, in the movie, they're 30. But yeah. in the in the TV show that followed up on Netflix, they're in their forties, fifties, playing <laughs> them ten years prior or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that was, that's a good joke. And that's the running joke of that movie. And Michael Showalter has a new movie coming out. I forget what it was called, but I was like, "That looks interesting." What the fuck is that? Um, let me look that up because that is blowing my mind. Michael Showalter. <sighs> Sorry. Now, just seeing these clips of Valley Girl or 2020 made me sick. Just awful. Uh, here we go. Okay, so directing. He's doing a movie. I forget what the fuck it's called. Um, spoiler alert? No, the, oh, the, the Eyes of Tommy Faye. She's doing, oh, he's doing the Eyes yeah. of Tammy Faye. Um, okay. Not Tommy Faye, like I said. For, for Tommy Faye. Tommy yeah, Tammy Faye. Faye. And it's like yeah. Andrew Garfield and Jessica Chastain playing uh, Tammy and Jim Baker. Jessica Chastain's Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah, and she looks. I, I didn't recognize her. I had to look. That's why I actually found out Michael Showalter did it because I go, "Who plays Tammy Faye in that?" And I was like, "That's Jessica Chastain." I had wow, no idea. Interesting, interesting. interesting. Yeah. So, huh. but Michael Showalter's last movie I saw in the theater and I loved it, even though it's called uh, "My Name Is Doris" with Sally Field. Right. Yeah. It, I was like, "This is gonna be so stupid." I didn't know Michael Showalter did it, and I, I was. The credits pop up. I'm like, huh, okay. And I was like, this is pretty funny, actually. <laughs> like, I like Michael Showalter a lot. Why does this movie work for me? Yeah. Showalter. Yeah. Get me Showalter. Yeah. But that movie was surprisingly funny. And uh, yeah, this one, who knows? I, I trust him at this point. Why he's, would he's you see a... that in the theater? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly what? do not know. Especially not knowing it was, I think it was free. I think it was free. Even then, like, why? (laughs) Why did I see that in the theater? That's funny. I honestly, I have no explanation, but I'm glad I did because I enjoyed it. Yes, it's very good. Okay, so Valley Girl. It's a really simple story, and the problem with the first movie, fast forwarding here, so we can get through this, is there's not really a story. There's no. There's no problem other than her perceived view that her friends hate her for dating this guy. And this is why I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it. I was like, fuck, mm. it's so boring. Nothing's happening. Right. They date it, and then he's kind of a punk, but he's from Hollywood, and she's from the Valley. How can they get along? Right, yeah. They're from so different places that are eight miles away. Yeah. And then the fucking nothing happens. Nothing ha- he doesn't do anything wrong. And then for no reason she breaks up with him and and then starts going back to Tommy. Right. Go to go to the prom. And then he decides he's going to get shit-faced and fight people and almost gets killed and his friend saves his life. <laughs> and then Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a great moment where Cage is dressed up like different people and and showing up trying to get her back. That's right. And that's the only fun that. scene yeah. in the movie is when he's doing yeah. his, he's got the 3D goggles on, he's smoking a cigarette, and he's handing out tickets. And then he's working at like fucking... The, the restaurant, the uh, fast yeah. food place. What's it, Sonic, and he's just like, 
spits his gum out at the guy and he's Michael Bowen's like, You're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Bowen's crazy, man. After that scene where he tries to fuck her friend, Michael Bowen seems fine after this. Yeah. They like, shouldn't have made Michael Bowen more of a villain. Yeah. He's kind of just like, oh, he's a smarmy. But he's like 17. He's going to be a 40-year-old year old. he's 30 here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. But, but yeah. th- there's a reason that cliche exists of the boyfriend being a douchebag. Because you have to find a reason why she wants to leave him for this guy. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just yeah. like, oh, she's a whore. Who gives a like? Who cares? Which is fine if she's a whore. I'm I'm not judging her. Well, she's not even a whore, really, because she doesn't really put uh, out for him. This version, the 2020 yeah. version, they're dating the whole time. She's dating her, yeah. the Tommy character, from the beginning. From the beginning, he never does anything wrong. He seems like a decent guy, like kind of dumb, but that's but it. How is that? How's that the movie? And then she meets him, and she wants to go hang out with him. Her friends show up at the at the club at the beginning, like they do in the original. Only they're mm. huge assholes, and like we gotta get the fuck out of here. Let's go. And he goes up on stage and sings this fucking song. Oh no! And that's where she's like, ah, okay, yeah. Oh god! And then it, it's. They start dating after I guess she dumps him, and then he freaks the fuck out. And he's kind of upset, and you feel like, oh, she's a bitch, because she she goes to get picked up from school in, the, in his Jeep, and she walks out there, and she's like, this isn't working. I gotta break up with you. And then he's like, oh, f- what? Come on. Like, And he gets upset, and he drives off, and she's like, looking at the camera like, what a psychopath, but you just broke up with him out of fucking nowhere. There's a reason yeah. he's acting like that. He's upset. Yeah. And he doesn't have a great delivery like Cage says. He goes, like, you know, whatever. Fuck you. No, no, I'm sorry. This, I'm talking about her breaking up with Tommy. Oh. Not even Ca- This movie does it better where it creates conflict with the two characters. Where she invites, her, her family invites uh, Randy's character, Nick Cage's, you know, this guy. Hmm. Invites him over for dinner. He... He wants to show up. He's a little bit late, and he goes in the house because the door's open. He's looking around at all the pictures of all her being happy, and she's supposed to move to France or somewhere, oh, somewhere God. else. Oh, and then he's just no. like, "I can't, I can't do this." And he like doesn't show up, oh. and then he show, shows up later, and she freaks out at him and breaks up with him because he can't show up on time. And that's when he does this whole whatever, yeah, does that thing. But at least I had motivation. I understood why she was doing that. And in, in the original, I had no idea. So Alicia Silverstone is telling this story. Is her husband Nicolas Cage in the new one? To be found out at the end of this review. Oh, I can't be held in suspense. Tell me now. Oh, it doesn't matter. Is um, it really? But no, I mean, is it Nick Cage? Like he guess he shows up at the end. Cameos, no. Wouldn't that have been clever? That would have been amazing. That is not what happens. In fact, she's not even with Randy anymore. (laughs) It's just about some random ass she had as a valley girl (laughs) in Hollywood. Some deep dicking I got back in the early '80s. Anyway, then you came along, ruined it all, and here we are. Then I married your father, and my life's been a fucking nightmare in hell. She wants to go be a fashion person in New York. But Nick Cage, or you know, I can't want to say Nick Cage, but Randy, the musician, wants to go to New York to you know see the punk scene in the '80s in New York City, which is terrible sure. because early '80s New York City was just like G- Rob Hubel has the funniest scene in this movie where he's like, New York City is like a big stab fest, like it's just people stabbing, like shanking each other in the alleyways. <laughs> this keeps going. Not wrong. No, he's not. Early '80s New York City, holy shit, it was fucked up. Just watch uh, uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan. Or uh, late 70s would be uh, The Warriors. Just watch that the shit. The Warriors. You and, get it. And, and, and Death Wish. Yeah. No. But he's not wrong. But no. at least the, the sequel, the remake rather, had the courtesy of explaining character motivations. It weirdly felt like it was more focused on the characters. Than the original. The original sure. just felt like it was a period. Like, here's a slice of this. Which is fine. I'm not saying this is better. I'm just saying I 
I understood why characters are doing the things that they're doing. Yeah. And the original, the reason I didn't like it the first time is I'm like, this is going nowhere. I don't give a shit. But the problem this has, this the remake is, when they broke up, I literally said out loud, I don't want them to be together. I hope they do not end up together. Because I don't, they're boring. They're fucking yeah. boring together. Right. And nothing was happening. So, oh. at the end of the movie, who is Alicia Silverstone married to? I spilled. They don't... Is it a ra- is, is this like a random character actor? Because I just want to see who the... Is it, is it Neil Patrick Harris? They don't show it. Um, oh, they don't. No. Okay. I, I'm assuming she's not with either guy anymore. But See, the original, the, the remake ends the because it. I'll explain it to you. Oh, it's about no. Um, you don't know. No, no. There's a scene there where they over-explain it. Oh, is there? It Jeez. cuts back and they all leave for New York together. That's where the movie yeah. ends. Uh, and they're going really? there. Oof. It's actually Gross. better than it sounds. Like they they decided to get New York, and like I said, it's all set up so I knew why they wanted to go, and I understood it. I wasn't like, what? No. I was like, oh, oh, this is happening now. Right. They're not singing. I guess that's better than anything. That's a plus. The second half of the movie, there's really not a whole lot of songs, which is nice, which is good. They blew their load in the first half. Yeah, they blew their load. shit, we can't afford any more songs. They almost named the the movie Melt With You because they used that song at the... In the original movie, it plays at the very end when they're driving off together. Yeah. I'll stop the world and melt with you. The modern English song. But this one is, he's, he writes that song for her. So that modern English song is written by Randy. And, she, and it cuts back to modern time. And she's, her daughter's like, wait, he wrote that for you? And she's like, yeah. She's like, why aren't you with him anymore then? She's like, you know, my first love, your first love is important. It sets everything in motion and, and lets you know who you are. And we just, life happened. We just drifted apart and you know, met your father and I have you and I couldn't be happier and. That's, there's a whole scene about that, yada, yada, yada. You know what I mean? And then father is Nick Cage. They never say? Wouldn't it be funny if she just married another Randy and it ends up being him? Well, yeah, like Nick Cage. Like, it's well, Nick Cage. That, that's the joke. Like He is, her father is Nick Cage from Valley Girl. Like, they just switched Julie's, these two guys? Yeah. <laughs> another Julie, another Randy. <sighs> Pull them out. It'll be great. I will say this. They did ask Nick Cage to have a cameo in this movie. He declined. He declined. He was smart. Which I didn't know he could do. (laughs) Exactly. I didn't know Nick Cage knew there was an option to say no. I'm too busy that weekend making five (laughs) movies in Ecuador. Well, it it makes me think of that Zach Efron. Not Zach Efron. Wow. Zach Galifianakis thing uh, from Between Two Ferns where he's talking to Bruce Willis. He goes, do you know other actors turn down roles? (laughs) <laughs> it's just Bruce Willis <laughs> staring at him. That's good. That's uh, good. Love it. Anyway, no, yeah, uh, like, like Valley Girl was was pretty good. I, I was I was actually I really enjoyed it. I liked the father daughter relationship. Like for for it's like it kind of was um, the first time you had parents that kind of understood teenagers, where they weren't like overbearing or freaked out they were trying to be helpful even if they weren't they were still worried about their kid growing up and even though they were potheads but the dad frederick what's his last name Forrest. frederick Forrest, also from um frederick Forrest had a major role in uh andersonville yes oh very yes. yeah he's a very the, good actor. the best part of that movie i think he is yeah. but he uh right. he was my favorite part of this movie of valley girl yeah he, i think so no he he has a scene where he sits down with her and he's like, tells a story about how, you know, how he's with a girl. And, and this is what they stole that. They stole this scene to tell the Alicia Silverstone thing. They made it the whole, the, right. the opening yeah. in the movie. But he's like, I, I met this girl and you know, we life, same thing. Life happens. I, I you know, fell in love with your mom. Yeah, yeah. And then you came out and I'm stuck with her. Um, she's going to be a bitch and, years here and turn, she turned into a monster oh man she turns into a fucking chud monster yeah <laughs> you are going to die don't work for her anyway um 
First, you're going to masturbate to her, though. She's going to be in, like, a maid's outfit. You're going to fucking tug a couple oh, out to her. Yeah. And then you find out she's a monster. Hard. Yeah. Watch Entourage. I'll put that chair right up your ass! I'm honored! <laughs> so is she. <laughs> you know, you're the first person since my wife to see me do this. Yeah. I'm honored! <laughs> she so had she. that awful, over-the-top New York accent. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Charlie, we wear the chapper ass! It's such an odd part for her to play. <laughs> Why so did she play like, that role? It's like she's doing a guest spot. It's like a cameo almost. It's like, but she's like not big enough to, to for it to be a cameo. It's just weird. It's a weird choice. But she had enough to do that I remember her. And she was in Spencer for Hire or the Spencer movie on Netflix. She plays the, uh, she looks really bad. She's right. playing the, the how did the, the um, Spencer the Confidential? She, yeah, whatever the, the Spencer movie was for the remake the, of Spencer for Hire. It was the Netflix movie with Mark Wahlberg. Is that the Michael Bay movie? Or is that? No, uh, it's Peter Berg. Peter Berg. Oh, okay, okay. Of course Mark Wahlberg's in it then. It Never wasn't, mind. You know, everyone said it was bad. It was all right. It I was like one it. of those. It's like, like when you go to the rental store and you're like, I want to rent a movie that's an action movie that I just don't want to think. That was, it was fine. It gets over the top. I don't like those kind of movies personally. No. Um, I watch. I did watch that. Um, Chris Hemsworth movie. I, I don't. I'm not gonna watch any of that those. That was fine. You know. it was, it was it's good. like two and a half hours Netflix. I can't do it. Yeah, it was, it was, it was fine. I, I'm never gonna watch Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead or whatever that that awful zombie movie he made. No, I want to watch the Red that. Letter Media review of it. I'm like, I. It's such. A, it's yeah. a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, and I ain't doing it. It's oh, maybe let's watch looks, their review and sit, call it a day. Yeah, and no, I, I really watch. I watched Red Letter instead, and I was just like, "Yeah, that looks terrible. I don't want to watch that." I do want to watch Malignant though. Malignant is you have to watch it. <laughs> Can't wait. Malignant is is just what the fuck are you like? I mean, honestly, Malignant. We should do a show on Malignant. We should do a podcast on Malignant. Can't wait. Go watch it, and then we'll do a podcast on Malignant. Because well, well, it has to, it has to be discussed. Is it really that bad? You have no idea. Oh my! Okay. Well, I saw the trailer. Like remember we talked about it, and you didn't see the trailer, and I was like, it "Yeah, doesn't yeah. look good." Like everyone's ranting and raving about it. I'm like, that looked bad. It is okay. Seriously, I, the I mean, the dumbest movie in the last ten years. Has to be next to Dead Silence. It's like Dead Silence, dumb. Like it's like Dead Silence two. Like you cannot believe what you're seeing. It has a six point three in IMDb. I people are stupid. This they really are has a six point four. The original? Yeah. Wow. The remake not... has 5. a five point five. Yeah, I saw. I did. I just saw that. So that's right. Okay. So. I, is there anything else we need to talk about with the plot of this movie? They get together in the end. No. It, well, it, yeah. It was a no. little bit too much um, Mrs. Robinson at the end. Well, I think that's what they're going for. Cause they, Wasn't they it? Do, they quote the graduate a they number do. of times, and they allude to it, but then they kind of twist it on its head. So it's kind of like a graduate homage in a way. Yeah. Because at bit. the end, they're in the limo, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. and they go silent. And I was like, oh, no, they're doing The Graduate. and they kind of, yeah. But they're, like, yeah. happy. And I was like, and they drive away in the limo. Well, because it's just like what happened in The Graduate. They had that scene where they're all fighting in the in the prom. Yeah. They run to the car. They get, yeah, it's exactly, it's beat for beat, Graduate. The, the wedding. Last 20, the last uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. And, and this one, they just kind of go to New York off screen. Um, there's a lot more with her friends in this. Like the friends are way more involved, and you get, you. This movie has way better structure. I will say that. Like you, I know what her friends are doing and why they're saying it and what the motivations for everything is. Well, I think that's the problem with modern movie making. They need to overexplain everything. No, and I didn't feel like they're being they're overexplaining it. I just right. felt like they're fine. The problem with the movie lies lies elsewhere. The structure is right. fine. The problem is the musical and the, and the stupid. It's 37 year old actors and i'm like yeah that's crazy it was it took me out of it all the time but this one had pretty age relevant people they're in their early 20s and and 
the problem with the movie for the for the original was there's no conflict really. Right. The conflict that is there comes out of nowhere where she's like, we can't date anymore. I'm like, why? Why? Because my friends won't let me date you. It, Fuck your friends. She says that so out of nowhere. But in this one, yeah. at least they give a reason. Like, she tries with to be with him. And he keeps failing her. You see all that. So I understand her motivation. But hearing the behind the scenes with the director, Martha Coolidge, and Nick Cage, now mm. I know why. Because they said they had like 16,000 feet of film and that's all they had oh wow and she had 20 days to shoot this entire movie wow and she's just like fucking and they're losing days yeah. because the power's going out at the viper room or what it was called wow then. yeah so now i get and i'm not holding it against it now i yeah. know that i'm like oh, okay well yeah you gotta get a movie out of it, it you gotta do something it's a uh, fine movie i i hated yeah. it the first time i watched it i really did well, well it is a cult classic right yeah is it, considered, it is, is it, yeah and rightfully so I enjoyed it. I thought it was. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I was surprised at how much I liked it, and I'm, I'm glad I finally sat down to watch it, and I'll never have to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, and um, the Valley Girl, the musical. Now I'm very curious. I might have to watch it. It is just to see how interesting. bad it is. The music, when they do a song, it's awful. Ugh. When they do a yeah. medley, they do like medley of different songs. That's when Ugh. it works a little bit better, because mm. it was like going back and forth, like. You know how they have that scene where, like, the friends are saying, like, you don't do this. Like, we don't like this. And the main character's like, but I feel like this. That's what they're going for. So they mm-hmm. sing two different songs. And then they, like, tie it together with a third song. And it works way better than just singing one song. Right. Problem is, the fact that they're singing to begin with is stupid. But. That is the problem. With that being said, what do you give Valley Girl 1983? On a 1983, I will give it a 7. Whoa. I will give it a seven. I I think it's it's a it's a classic eighties teen rock movie. Okay, was enough titty for everybody. There was a surprising number of random in this movie. nudity, like out of like Bush, full frontal female nudity out of nowhere, ridiculous amounts. You're just like, what? I was watching the movie. And he, it's the, the delivery guy that, that, that's trying yeah. to bang the adult. He walks into the house, and he starts sneaking upstairs, and I hear the yeah. shower, and the little girl comes in the room, and I'm like, pause it. I'm like, I had to wait another two days to watch it after that because <laughs> she did not leave. And then I turn it on, and it was like, you see the bush and titties to the, to the shower door, yeah. and I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Jesus, and then yeah. it re- it's revealed that he's banging the, the other high school girl, and the mom walks into them. And I was like, that yeah. went nowhere. That didn't matter at all. They spent yeah. so much time focused. It's a two-hour movie. They yeah. could have cut 20-some minutes. Oh, sure, yeah. And been fine. Yeah. Or or spent that time elsewhere where they're... Yeah. Focus on your main storyline if you need. Like. Yeah. But... Again, it, it might have been... That might have been an edict from the studio. You got an R rating. Let's show some nudity. Yeah. That's what the kids like. We'll make money on nudity. So make sure you got... Uh, f- at least four tit shots in the movie. Yeah, and it's like, and they had have that. Quote she of. was saying they had weird rules with um, Deborah Foreman, where mm. they couldn't do two takes. Huh. She mentioned something. I'm like, wait, what? She was an adult. Like, why the fuck can't you do two takes? Mm. I don't know, but th- apparently that was part of it. And Nick Cage was so happy that she hired him because he just went to Nick Cage instead of Nick Coppola. And he's like, I got yeah. so excited because you hired me, and I realized I can do this on my own without the Coppola name attached. He's talking about living in his car and like living with his grandma, and he went like personal details on here, and I was surprised. Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's, yeah, it must be a personal movie. It's his first big movie, first, so a lot going on. Yeah. yeah, and he's like talking about the direction she gave him and how it helped him, and yeah, it was interesting. It would, it's not Ghost Rider. No, this I will give the remake, uh, Valley Girl twenty twenty. I'm gonna give it a four. Wow, that's high. No, it. it had solid structure it's just i didn't agree but like i could see someone younger than me like say a teenager watching this going it's fine i like it i i get it it's it tries to be too much clueless to the point where they cast alicia silverstone mm-hmm. but whatever there's also clueless references in the beginning which is just over the top yeah well it's not a clueless remake it's a valuable. yes they needed to realize that um and they couldn't let let that go yeah the original crazy. the first time i watched this i gave a four this time i liked it a little bit more i gave it a five still don't really like it there's parts of it i really enjoy 
But overall, not my kind of movie. Just no story at all. Yeah. I didn't mind hanging out in the movie. The first time, I fucking hated it. But this time around, I was like, it's okay. Yeah. It's a slice of life movie, and there's a, few, there's a lot of yeah. those out there. But it still that's, has flaws. That's all it is. In, in my yeah. book, it still has flaws. Mostly story oh, structure. Sure, yeah. where I, oh, and yeah, character yeah. motivation. I didn't know why yeah. anything was happening. It's documentarian style, man. It's guerrilla yeah. filmmaking. It, it, it really is a, a, a movie of its time. Where they didn't focus so much on story. They're just like, here's this. Right. And have fun with that. Bye. And yeah. Richard Linklater has never gotten beyond that. Yes. Yes. He will never. Gattaca is the only movie where he ever did that does anything beyond that. That's not even. He, was like, he didn't do Gattaca. Oh, he did Gattaca. No, that was Andrew I know. Nikolai. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's the fucking he, movie he did that's. Boyhood. No, no. Fast Food Nation, uh, Scanner Darkly, Scanner Darkly, Waking Life, Scanner Darkly. That was yeah, it. Yeah. And yeah. even that is a very slice of life movie, just in a weird sci-fi reality. Yes, it is. But there's not a whole lot of story to that movie. No. And there's a, there's a lot of actors around this or directors around this time that kind of have similar story, similar careers. She's moved on to some other stuff. I don't know if you ever looked up Martha Coolidge. No. This can be the last thing we talk about. Um, yeah, she directed, two years after this, Real Genius. Oh, okay. Um, she directed the uh, Introducing introducing uh, Dorothy Dandridge. Oh. That's a big leap. She's done a shit ton of TV shows. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Lost in Yonkers. Um uh-huh. The Joys of Sex. Yeah, just she did three episodes of the 85 version of Twilight Zone. We have not done any of them. Wow, okay. So shit. I'm curious. But yeah, she's just in a ton of TV, and, and she's still working. And she seemed like a sweetheart in that documentary I watched. But, um, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Here's why I rate The Valley Girl from 83. I'm not on oh, the 2020. Wow. The 2021 is not on there. No, we don't. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Cage. Cage isn't in it, so I'm not including it. Yeah, wow. Uh, quality of movie, quality of Cage. Wow, it's big differences. Well, I think Cage is way better than the movie is. He is. He, I would agree. He really is. The movie's meandering and it's pointless, yeah. but it's fine. I, I, I think he's good in it though. I think he's a lot better than the movie is. I struggle a bit with him putting him above World Trade Center on the right side here. The quality of Cage. Mm-hmm. But, right. but I think he's more, he, he learned a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's a little bit better oh, in World yeah. Trade Center. Well, no, like I said, this being his first movie, it just showed his yeah. quality. Not quite, he wasn't a great actor yet, but he just had that it factor. Because you said, oh, yeah, he's a movie star. I'll, I'd watch him again, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, he is better than the movie is. And I think if I watch this a third time in about a year, because I've watched the first, the last time I watched it was about a year ago. And I watched mm. this one again. If I watch it again in a year, I'll probably like it more. Because I was so impatient the first time. And now I'm not expecting that. I know where it's going. I think I could appreciate this movie more. Mm-hmm. But then again, I didn't grow up in the 80s. Clueless is more my time. I mean, I literally grew up in the 80s. But I, I don't really remember a whole lot of the 80s. Clueless is my is my movie for that. Right. I love Clueless. I genuinely love that movie. I think it's way better. Oh, yeah. Let's get out of here, right? Yeah, I'm done. Would you recommend people watch the 83 version at all? I would. I'd say go watch 83. It's a nice example of that genre. And it's a nice little time capsule of L.A. and Hollywood in the the valley. I struggle recommending it. So I'll, I'll defer to you. Yeah. And just say, go watch it. Yeah. Um, I would say... you probably like it. Yeah. They, the smartest thing they did in this movie, the remake, is when he's when they're driving down Hollywood Boulevard mm. in their car, all the footage they cut to outside of the car is from the original movie. Oh, and I was okay. like, that is a smart way to save money. Yeah. Because you get all the stores, all the people that look like they're in the 80s. You, you, you pay nothing. You've already licensed it. All right, let's get out of here. 
Um, LAW, right. at LAW Studios at uh, B Movie Battle at Phoenix West. LAWstudios.com. B Movie Battle uh, is out, right? We're losing Dick. I'm, I'm tired. I, I was up early for a sun, antique fair. He's sunburning sleeping. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> Outro. Citizens of Wonderland, rejoice in the fact that we have covered another movie on the show. Go to liwstudios.com for more videos and podcasts. Subscribe to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. Search on Amazon for books by Richard Pierce. Until next time, and in the meantime, we are Phoenix West, Dick Dickett and Jansen Carlin. So long citizens. All hail our glorious leader. Shut off the fucking show now. No, Jensen Carlin, fuck that guy. <laughs>